everybody. Welcome back to a new year and a new episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast brought to you by the great folks over at HypeBot.com. Thank you, Bruce, Bruce, and everybody at HypeBot for everything you did last year and everything you've been doing to support us. Um, Because it's a new year, I think it just makes sense. We kind of did a wrap-up last week of 2018. Let's talk about what do we think. What are we seeing for 2019? Predictions. 2019. Maybe, yeah. maybe a combination of predictions and wishes. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a good conversation right there. Why don't you start? Give me give me one or one of the two, a prediction or a wish for 2019. I think it's going to be a, a a mix of both. Um, the prediction is uh, uh, fairly obvious to a lot of folks, and that is that. Really, the smart speaker um, growth uh, for the music industry is is going to take hold, and it's going to be a major part of the business and everything that surrounds it. Like, uh, you know, you're already seeing it with, you know, um, the Amazon. I can't say it out loud because it'll turn on. <laughs> uh, you know, their device. You yes. probably read about it. <laughs> Um, you know, that it's so easy to make playlists on the fly and say things like, you know, play the best songs from 2018 or, or whatever. And I see that being integrated into the music business um, more deeply. Um, I see it being part of people's marketing plans and also how, and you and I have talked about this, how are we going to deliver our metadata? How are we going to um, pitch these companies? So when you say to one of these devices, that you want to hear, you know, um, the new whatever, is it going to play your music? Is it going to play one from a competing label? Is it going to be, you know, there's so much there and it's in its infancy right now, but it's growing so incredibly fast. Yeah. You know, I, I would say one of my 2019 predictions going off of that, um, And 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 interestingly, I almost to the point where it's like it's not smart speaker growth; it's voice control growth. Um, and 2019, I think, is where we're going to really see voice control of devices explode. And what I mean by that is automobiles. Absolutely. That that's that is the big one. Now, obviously, if you've been paying attention. Amazon and and everybody's starting to integrate their their voice control into all sorts of appliances. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, doesn't Amazon have have a wall clock that's got it integrated in there? But it's voice control because now you're no longer controlling just that speaker that's sitting in the corner. You're controlling a device with your voice, and frankly, you don't really care. You don't necessarily care about the device or what it's connected to because you might have that just Bluetooth connected to your speaker system playing through your speakers. But why the car is so important is that's still where people listen to so much music is in the car because you don't have a lot of other stuff you can do in a car. Yeah. And, and you know, yes, you've always been able to take your iPhone connected straight into your your car stereo system through bluetooth or through you know a direct cable connection that's a little bit of a hindrance 
Unless it's dangerous when you're driving. Well, you know, if, <laughs> some and, of this and, stuff, if you're selecting you're music. Technically adept, sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. What will really break this free is when the cars, the, the, the car stereos, come with Alexa built in, Siri straight right. built right in. That some sort of voice. Some yeah. sort of voice control built right in that. Now you're just, instead of hitting the dial, going up and down the dial like the old WKRP, you're just talking and it's yeah, it's hearing you. That, I think, is going to be a, a, a big moment. I know I've been playing around for the last year with um, uh, an Alexa-enabled device called Muse, M-U-S-E, mm -hmm. which literally is about the size of a silver dollar. Right. And it... It's just like the it's listening. It's Alexa listening. Now it's it's Bluetooth connected to your smartphone, which has the Alexa. So it's basically running through your smartphone to do everything. But I can tell you, it is damn convenient to yeah. be sitting in my car driving and going, you know what? I want to listen to this. Hey Alexa, play. And because mm -hmm. I've I've tethered everything and connected it all and again not easy for mom and dad to do that that's why right. it's got to be built but, in right but to your point that's you know what you just described is for people like us but that's kind of early adopters that's kind of a stop gap but what you mentioned early on i i couldn't agree with you more that's really where it's going when it's integrated into the console, into that stereo, because right now the average car in the U.S. I believe is right around 11 years old, and they still have CD players. Yeah. So it's I, in its I, infancy. I have a, I still have a CD player, but I don't use it. Actually, I use the CD player as as my where I slide my adapter in that holds my iPhone in the car. <laughs> it, it, and, and here's a great tip for you guys: it is the absolute best adapter for holding a mobile phone. Everybody's got cars. You have CDs. Who plays CDs anymore? It's a little device that slides in like a CD, and you tighten it, and it just tightens in there, and it holds it right there. But yeah, it's Amazon is is integrating their their technology. They've opened it up. You, I mean, years yeah. ago they opened it up. So they yeah. are letting people build it into refrigerators, into car stereos, into cars, into you name it. There's there's a, a microwave that's... A, sure. Well, it's a Alexa connected enabled. home, right? It's I mean, connected. a lot of my friends yep. have this where they can just speak and it'll turn down the lights and lock the door and set the alarm and all of these different things. And that's not for everyone. But, you know, as you and I know, with these either connected speakers or some of these other um, uh, devices, music is so easy and everybody listens to it and it's the number one thing that they do on these smart speakers for example and so if you make that frictionless if you make the the road to going from wanting to hear it to hearing it as easy as possible which amazon really has done in a big way man especially in the car like you say you know here in in los angeles we drive a lot um it's not the miles it's just the traffic so it could take you, you know, an hour to get to a meeting. There, people around Los Angeles listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of music, and if you can 
make that simple so they don't have to pick up their device while they're driving, which is crazy dangerous, or have to plan out before they go and get that device and look on it. Man, if I'm driving and I can just say, yeah, I want to listen to this and go, that's, you know, that's Star Trek. It, that's it, cool. it's, it's basically integrating voice control into all aspects of our life where you just don't really care yeah. what the device is. There's always a device, and this will scare people that's listening and will act on it. And it's cool for for us to sit here and talk about it, but I can tell you in a real world, my five-year-old daughter completely manages our Alexa at home. She knows how to turn the lights on and off, but when it comes to music, which is what we're all about, for sure. whatever reason, she's on a big kick of wanting to listen to Monster Mash all the time, over and well, over. Who, I don't care. Doesn't? I don't care whether it's Christmas <laughs> or not. She's, but she knows how to walk in the house. Alexa, play Monster Mash, yeah. and it plays it, and then she's like, Alexa, play it again. So, yeah. think about that. That's a five-year-old. That yeah. is the future of the music business right there. I think That's right. how they are yeah. going to want. She doesn't know what the device is that she's talking to. She doesn't know how it's connected. She just doesn't knows that when she says, I want to hear Monster Mash, it starts playing for her. That's you it. know, one of the two things, um, you know, we were visiting Amazon recently, and one of the two things that they mentioned to us, uh, two of the top things that people search for, one, it's adults who get home and they say, play me some chill. And chill can be jazz, it can be mellow rock, it can be a, a million different things. But the, one of the number one search terms on uh, the Amazon Echo um, is chill. One of the other top things is, uh, as far as genres, is kids' music. Because if you think about it, these are busy parents. Um, they've got their hands full. You know, you're a yep. parent. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I need something to calm her down, or I need something that she can dance to, or I just I want to play Monster well, and, Mash. And, and frankly, you know your musical likes and your tastes. I don't know what's going, what four-year-olds <laughs> and five-year-olds right, are all right. about because it, it changes so much. So, yeah, I love it. You know, we, we did this over the holidays. She was home for two weeks. It's like, Alexa, right. play children's music. Alexa, play children's Christmas music. Yeah. And obviously you're getting playlists mm -hmm. that are more current and relevant. So, that yes, it's. I think 2019 basically is going to be a breakout year for voice control of whatever device you want. Voice control is 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 going to explode. Absolutely, in in a big way. I mean, it's one of those things that I can always tell when you know I see my focus group of you know my family and friends and see what they're doing. And you know, last year um, my parents, in a big way, you know, got into their Amazon Echo. And not only that, you know, they've, they've got a Roomba, <laughs> you know, <laughs> times are changing. And uh, when you see folks like that, that are embracing technology, um, you know that it's hitting the masses. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So how about, uh, give me your second prediction. Second one. Yeah. The second one, um, I think that this year you're going to see a pretty major shift in, in the way that 
um, artists are releasing music. And what I mean by that is you and I both kind of came from the old school of it was a record company. You got signed and that record company had a distribution company and they would get something on the radio and you would go out and tour your ass off. And there were just, it was a machine. And a lot of times it worked really well. But nowadays, you know, with getting onto the right playlists is so key, but it's not everything. You know, those playlists are only about a third of what's being streamed on DSPs anyway. So let's keep that in mind. But I, I think the whole model of the music business is shifting and it's, ga- it's giving more power to independent artists, but the part that I think that people miss is that you can do a lot of this yourself and there are people who do all of it themselves. But what I'm saying is being the most successful, if you can't get on a major label and have major distribution, um, there, yes, there's the TuneCore CD Baby DistroKid and they're all working on their, you know, the DistroKid deal with Spotify and there's all sorts of things and those are interesting too. But what I'm saying is that there's become this other ecosystem of what I call the major indies, you know, the uh, Ingrooves, ADA, Cobalt, uh, Caroline, you know, The Orchard, you know, a lot of these players are quietly becoming a powerhouse because they have weekly meetings with the digital service providers like Apple and Spotify and Pandora, which is crucial. And that's something you can't really do on your own to a large degree. You can do some basics, but you can't get um, the kind of meetings and um, performances and priorities that the major indies have. And I'm really seeing them um, embrace this new music business, and they're all coming up with their own internal systems. And what I mean by that is when you put your music through a major indie like that, um, these internal systems will show you like live time with a dashboard on your mobile device, how many streams you're getting, downloads, physical sales. It'll send you an alert that says, you know what? You were streaming X amount every week and now you're streaming either a lot more or a lot less. This is why. Oh, Mm -hmm. we got on NPR, CBS Sunday morning, or there's a tour starting. There's all this intelligence coming around um, distribution and it's really landing in the laps of independent artists. Um, and it's something that used to be only in the world of the majors. And I just see the marketplace and the climate for independent artists in 2019 with all the tools that we have that you and I talk about every week with the way the distribution is changing. Um, I see it being very, very powerful and a whole new world for independent artists. Cool, cool. You know, I I think here my my number two predi- prediction. Sure. Um, I think we're going to continue to see Spotify leading streaming innovation. And and what I mean by that is everything that they're doing, whether it's the the algorithms, the new playlists they create, you know, taking the lead when they created Spotify for artists and how they keep enhancing that. I think there's going to be continued innovation from Spotify in those areas well ahead of all of their competitors. And partially why I, I see that is that's 
purely Spotify's bread and butter. That's it. Their yeah. bread and butter is getting people to listen. Um, Apple, Amazon, Google, it's not their bread and butter. It's one of their products. And and quite honestly, for most of them, it's a lost leader product to get you into something else. Um, so I, you know, whether you look at it as, well, it's sort of Spotify's desperation that they have to do that. That's good. I mean, that is. That's all they can focus on is they've got to make their platform better than everybody else. Where the other people, yeah, they've got dedicated teams, departments, groups that are leading their streaming efforts. It's just one part of the whole company. And, you know, listen, it's no shock in the last day. Right now, the only thing Apple's caring about is 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 this thing surviving because they missed sales targets on their iPhone big time i mean they've lost billions of dollars in in revenue um you can't tell me that from the top down what are they worried about it's not about apple music and streaming they're worried about the big things that they make the money off of the phones Amazon's the same way. Listen, a Amazon Music is always one part of the bigger puzzle of let's get you in here so you also buy diapers and cereal and everything else from us as well. And Google is one of those where you're sort of like, what is Google doing this week? <laughs> it's it, it's a funny challenge with them. But, you know, I, I think also given to what we talked about last week, how Apple again completely missed the boat when it came to social media in the music space i think spotify great listen spotify is not perfect but i think they are ahead of the pack of competitors and i think yeah. they will continue to do those things that make us go wow that's a cool little feature wow that's a cool little playlist how come so and so can't do that why can't I do that yet? There's a lot of room for Spotify improvement. I just think they're going to be the ones in 2019 to continue to innovate ahead of everyone else. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right about a couple of things that are really important. One is, and, and you've been saying this for a long time. I mean, they've been the innovator. Um, all of these services basically, basically have the same repertoire. Right. So you have to differentiate yourself. How have they differentiated themselves? Oh, my gosh. You know, Discover Weekly, Release Radar. Remember at the end of the year, the wrapped yep. uh, little things that they sent out. I mean, just they are the industry leader in innovation. I would um, I would just add that um, I think this year um, and we, we should look at this. Uh, show at the end of the year and see how we did on some of these predictions. Oh, yeah, but I, I'd love to. I think that we're going to be surprised by um, a couple of things. One is with with Amazon, they slowly dipped their feet in the water. They first had kind of a streaming service with a couple million tracks, right? Then they kind of kicked off this Amazon Music Unlimited 
which has, you know, everything and had a reduced price for people with the smart speaker. And, you know, they've always been quietly testing and innovating. Yes. Remember Auto Rip, you yep. know, a while back where if you would buy a CD, this is before the streaming thing took off, but if you'd buy a CD, you'd have the digital files in your locker and some of these things. And it never really took off, but I thought it was really smart what they were testing. Some people criticize you know, the whole Google thing because they test a lot of things and don't really land all of those planes. Amazon's a little bit more, I think, methodical and deliberate about the things that they're testing. Yeah, they tried to launch a phone and it didn't really work, but I thought they were doing a lot of the right things. So my prediction in 2019 is with the growth of the uh, Echo and with the fact that they've got you know, Alex Luke working over there on the curation, you know, they've got David Dieterer working over there on the, the echo and music. They've got some really smart people who have experience in the industry. I think they're going to shock some people this year with some of their innovations. And then on the Apple side, let's not forget that. Yes, that, that hardware is their bread and butter, but the number one growth area is what they call services. services. And that includes, you know, some of the things that we're talking about. And I, I never want to count those guys out. Um, so yes, they've been kind of beaten to the punch on some things. I do think, um, that they have really great curation and I think some of their playlists are great. They're very careful about how they get their message out. Like every week you read tons of articles on Spotify. Every week you don't read a ton of articles on Apple. They're very closed with what they're working on. So I think you're absolutely right about the innovation with Spotify and I, I think that's going to continue. I think the best indicator of behavior in the future is behavior in the past and no one's kept up with their innovation so far yeah yeah right? you know and and i would add i don't know if this is necessarily a prediction it's an observation the company i'm most excited to actually pay attention to and watch is amazon yeah. from, from their hardware and their software i'm very excited whenever they're going to make an announcement i i Listen, as an Apple fanboy for decades, I'm much more excited when, oh, Amazon's going to have a press conference to announce something in a month. Ah, that, that's got me more excited than Apple's announcements now. Um, so, yes, I, I think Amazon has great technology. They think outside of the box. I mean, when, when, when the Echo appeared out of nowhere, nobody... Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that for what it was going to be because it was actually just so simply brilliant. Just yeah. talk and it does it. So, yes, I think from that standpoint, I don't know what they're going to innovate. And I think that's sort of the difference. Spotify, we're seeing what they've done, what they have done, what they can do. And I'm pretty confident they're going to keep that blossom growing. Yeah. Amazon, we just don't know. We, I mean, Christ, we could wake up tomorrow and there's an Amazon car available <laughs> that they've been developing secretly. Opposite side of that, I have never been more unexcited about Apple innovation in a long time. I just, you know, and, and I hate to be one of those people, but 
I just don't feel the Steve Jobs excitement is there anymore in the company. Something, something's got to shake them up. Maybe this massive dump of of their stock value will shake them up, and you know people are like, hey, maybe they'll finally realize that a fifteen hundred dollar iPhone is not what people want. They want an innovative product. They're not buying Apple for $1,500. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, over the holidays, I finally upgraded my Apple 7 Plus that I've had for two plus years. But I did it through T-Mobile and I got it for free because I added another line to my T-Mobile account all of the offers and benefits that T-Mobile gave me, I was able to get a new XR for free. I sure as hell would not have spent, if the only way to get it, I wouldn't have spent $750 because it wasn't that big of a change from what I was already using. Yeah. And, and and that's why it's, you know, Apple always used to be the one where every time they were going to they announced a press conference. You're like, oh, this is exciting. The innovation that we don't know, it's pretty much that that's dried up. You know, there's just, yeah. there's no, hey, great. Now all of a sudden it's just a faster version of the phone. All right, cool. You didn't need to do a press conference for that. That's not an innovative new product announcement. Yeah. The new iPad. Not an innovative new It's hard to keep up that pace, right? Like it, in the early days, yep. every single new one was so drastically ahead of the other one. Let me ask you this. What do you think about iTunes? Do you think that iTunes will still be operating uh, January 1, uh, you know, 2020? I think so. Yeah? I think so. Um. Unless, of course, Apple, you know, and again, this is where Apple does shock us when they pull the floppy drive out. They get rid of the CD-ROM drive. They get rid of the headphone jack. Right. You know, and they do those things at times where most of us would go, wow, it was way too soon. You shouldn't be doing it yet. But they've proven themselves to be right in pretty much every one of those instances. What you just said is the reason why I think by the end of the year when we're doing this for next year, we're going to see that iTunes is gone. So if if it happens, it's going to be something like that where they just all of a sudden go, it's gone. We're forcing yeah. everybody to stream and there will be uproars and there will be screaming and there will be death to the music industry and death to Apple. And six months down the road, you know, be forgotten. It, it, it's funny because there was there was a there was a post on TechCrunch where it's like two years later, uh, you know, I, I I still miss my headphone jack on my iPhone. And I saw I, that. And yeah. I I posted my comment two years <laughs> later. I've never used a headphone jack. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think that's yeah. what if it happens, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be one of those things where we didn't see it coming. And it's going to be, oh, and by the way, iTunes is history. Yeah. We're going to be like, holy fuck. Massive yeah. shift. In um, that regard, they've led the industry, you know, whether it was getting rid of the floppy disk or getting rid of Firewire, you know, and doing their lightning. I mean, they don't care about 
you know, they want what's best and fastest and all of that for their, um, for their devices. So we'll see, you know, it'll be interesting. You know, if you would have told me at the beginning of this year that connect would be gone, I would have said, I don't think so because they were still driving people towards the platform. They were, it was still a priority. I, I, I would have said, I would have said, Oh yeah. Connect. I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was even there. You yeah. know, that, that, that's, that's part of what we're dealing with is is not just Apple, but so many of these these big companies throw these things out, make big deals out of it, and then three months later you're going, oh God, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot I was. I should be using that. I forgot it was even available. Um, that that tends to be the problem with some of the really big companies. They think they think they're they're their solution to a problem is going to be massive for everybody. Yeah. And, and people are going, but you know, I didn't really have that problem. So your solution. That's the point. You just put a, a, a fine point on it. Sometimes they solve issues that aren't really issues, but when they do solve a problem, you know, like with voice and getting rid of that friction, holy cow, you know, we were talking on the show a couple of weeks ago with that company, Mizuka, they're solving a problem. Those I think, Instead of trying to, you know, we, we always say this, you know, my, my partner Jeff and I always say, you know, don't don't start a party. Go to where the party is, right? right? Find out where that, that issue is, that pain point, and solve it. Don't just try to solve a problem in a vacuum. Listen, we, we've, we've both heard over many years companies pitch us, oh, we're going to be the next social network for fans of music. We've built it out. Come look at our website. It looks awesome. And and my my first question is always, so how are you competing against Facebook? How are you going to get the fans to leave Facebook and come over here? How are you going to get the bands to leave Facebook and come over here? And and when and what I mean is, how big is your advertising budget for how long? to convince people they've got to change to something yeah. new. And why should they? And 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 it's always well they'll switch once they see how good this is. And it's like <laughs> yeah. That that's not the problem. It doesn't it's Better not, doesn't it's, always win, right? It, Look at the Sony Betamax. The, that's clearly it. The best product isn't what it's all about. Their life is built around that system already and you want them to uproot and go somewhere else. That is better and I give you the credit that it is better but you've got to give them a reason why they need to do that are all of their friends already over there if they go over there and they're the only one there how do you be social with nobody so that that's a continuing you know there's a prediction for 2019 that's going to continue there's going to continue to be the big players and the brand new startups who think they've invented the perfect solution to the problem when the problem never really existed to begin with. You know, iTunes social networking was never a problem because it was never a social network. So it was never in anybody's mind, I'm going to go hang out on iTunes. No. Yeah, but if they would have integrated with a Facebook or, you know, then you would have had something. Well, let me ask you this. Every year, something pops up. 
some company, whether, you know, it's a Shazam or, a, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, it started, you know, we had MySpace and then MySpace was awesome. And then Facebook was a better mousetrap, right? And then do you anticipate in either social networking, in video, in tools and photos sharing, do you, you kind of sense in any of those verticals that there might be a, a surprise or a new player coming on board in 2019? I think it's I think it's status it's quo. Very difficult, if not impossible, for a new player. It it, it re- because as what I just talked about, you have to have such a deep budget to buy mindshare and move people over to your platform. Right. Um, but what I do think, and it's funny, everyone's like, "What are your what what what's your um, resolutions for the year?" And I'm not big on resolutions, so I tried it last year to say, "You know what? Personally, I'm going to use Instagram more," and it didn't really, st- I didn't stick with it. But this year, my resolution: all in on Instagram. All in. I mean, deep into using Instagram. <laughs> Double down. Doubling down. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, my experience is, yeah, Facebook is just becoming harder and harder to use. It's harder and harder to connect with people, to reach people. Harder to, do, to reach your audience. It's Absolutely. It's harder to do anything on Facebook. Interestingly enough, Facebook owns Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but Instagram, I don't know how has sort of maintained this very focused, all we are doing is photos, and okay, now they're doing video. But stories, yeah. Stories, but they're, you know, it's, you know, you can't upload from the desktop. You yeah, can't, you can't. It's a mobile platform. It's a mobile platform. They don't even have an iPad optimized app. It's for your smartphone. And so what I would say is keep your eye really on Instagram amongst all the social networks that are out there. I think Instagram is the one until Facebook ruins it by throwing ads all over the place and starting to limit your reach and all this other stuff, which hasn't happened yet. No. I think Instagram is, is the network... Um, that you want to really focus on. It's a challenging one, though, because, you know, they don't let you put links in your posts. So that makes you really kind of work and think about it, which is yeah. good, which is yeah. good. But these rules can change. I mean, look at uh, Twitter. It had a very small character count originally, right? And they, they increased that. I think there is going to be something new in 2019, but not a new social network, not a new, you know, maybe photo sharing, but something we haven't thought of. And the reason I say that is there are these things that pop up like that musically, which is now TikTok and, you know, things that develop millions and hundreds of millions of users seemingly overnight. I know it takes longer than that. And I think what's going to drive what I'm having uh, bounce around my head is really uh, the young folks, um, you know, the the teens, um, and maybe even a little bit older. Not not you know people like us that are one loud noise or bad meal away from the grave. You know, I think it's going to be something like that, and we'll see if I'm right. But I just I see like every year something pops up that the young kids adopt. 
and it may not be long term and it may get bought up by somebody else but that's my prediction yeah we'll you know that that always does happen every year and unfortunately i think a lot of those they they explode out of nowhere and they have no idea what they actually should be doing to maintain themselves they've or built how to a, make money they built a a fun product that went viral but they had no business plan, plan or marketing yeah. strategy behind what to do with it. I, yeah. You know, I, I, I remember years ago, um, remember Turntable FM? Mm-hmm. Sure. That, to me, that was like the first out of the blue, came out of nowhere, was everybody talking about it, everybody was on it. And, and, and we did it, me and, and Brian Thompson, the old co-host, we did an episode on that where we were just like, I I don't get this. I mean, I, I understand what it's doing. I don't yeah. get how it's going to survive because music, for the most part, for most people, is sit back. You sit back and you listen to music. You sit back and it's part of something that's happening while you're doing something. And Turntable FM was you got to lean forward and you got to be actively involved in the song and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, that's great when you're a young kid and you're in high school and you don't have a job and you have no commitments and everything else. Yeah. The second you got a full-time job and you want to listen to music and you want to do it on Turntable FM and your boss goes, what are you doing? That's not work. Oh, I'm listening to music. No, you're not yeah. listening to music. That See, that... and. And ultimately, it failed, and I think that was probably a big reason because you had to actively be involved in the music that you were listening to. And and good or bad, music has become background. Yeah. I don't – can yeah. anybody change that? I don't know if it can be changed. I don't know. It's just the nature of what it is. It's, it's always been that way to the most part. I mean, you know, it's like you go home – I put a, you know, years ago, go home, put a record on and sit down and flip through Circus Magazine. Music was in the background while you were reading the magazine. Right. And we could get into a longer conversation at some point about, you know, audio files. I love high quality sound music. I love, you know, this 5.1 audio and all of these things. And I've heard some amazing things, but, and I've even been on panels. Um, you know, like at CES talking about it, but I'm one of the the, the lone wolves that says people don't care. Well, that, that's it, they'll the, listen to a crappy yep. AM radio. It's about can you listen to the song while doing what you just described? What you're doing and now? Where, I don't where, have to sit in the room. Where right? you're doing it and where yeah. you are, whether that's in the car, jogging at the beach, or whatever. Yeah. And 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 yeah, I've I've gotten into I've been on panels and I've had these discussions too. And it's like it's not that I don't like high quality music. I love it. I love it. I'm all about music, but I'm a realist in understanding yeah. that most people put on these cheap little earbuds or even worse, Bluetooth headphones, which sure. is not even a wired connection. Or anymore. they're driving in a noisy car on a noisy road or they're it's, working it's out. It's convenient. It's yeah. convenient that, that, that you're up against. And will there mm -hmm. be small niche markets for things? Yes, of course, it will always be, but they will sure. never. They will never. Sure. But it won't take over. It, will, it won't take over. Did title take over? No. 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 You know, does, any, does, does, some... does anybody actually care about title at this point in time? 
you know, a small hand, handful of people, yes, but compared but to Spotify. it's Spot, not taking over. It's not going to take over. I mean, you know, I, you could, we talked about this a long time ago, you could easily see one of the big players buying title and just making it a drop down in Apple or Spotify. Hey, you want your high quality? Head over here to our our high quality department. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one last one that I had, I actually stole from, uh, this article I read this week from, uh, Bobby Osinski, who we've had on the show. Um, he has a music 3.0 blog. He's got a great website. He's written like 20 books on the music industry. He's like one of my favorite people to read. Anyway, he had his predictions and, you know, um, I thought some of them were really good. He's, he's a, a very sharp guy, but the one that grabbed my attention was about, this how streaming is changing the song structure and i've noticed this with clients of mine that are artists where they're doing things that you wouldn't think of before um but if you remember back when you know uh 45s were around songs were a certain length because of that right when albums came you know it was roughly 22 minutes aside so they did so music has always kind of followed technology this isn't new but what we're seeing now are people you know artists in the studio um recording short shorter intros recording shorter songs the old doc mcgee adage you know don't bore us get to the chorus kicking you know getting into that chorus as soon as possible you can see these song structures actually changing for streaming and he predicted that you're going to see a lot more of that in 2019 and i agree with him um you know i've got one final prediction i think in 2019 you're still going to see and maybe this goes back to one of your your previous comment about a surprise company direct fan connections so Again, as you lose the ability to, to to connect with people on Facebook and all the social medias that are out there, and it costs you money to do that, the direct fan connection through an email address, through a text message, through Facebook Messenger. Exactly. Those things are going to become more important. They are going, and 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 actually, I think that's where you're going to see the unknown company show up out of nowhere and go. We just kind of created a way that you can talk directly to all of your fans, one on one, without going through Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, and it's a hundred percent connection. Um, that that's going to be very important in 2019. And and frankly that's always been important from day 1 of music of the music business even before the internet when you'd walk around at the bar with a piece of paper and go please write your mailing address down mm-hmm. and I'm going to add you to our mailing list and you would send out a physical flyer or a postcard <clears throat> to your fans. Um you know that is still important i think it's going to become even more important in 2019 and i think you need to look beyond just email addresses and and what's important is you the fan or you you the artist owning the connection so meaning you've got the email addresses you're not dependent on facebook you've got the email address or you've built a sms list 
where you can send yeah. out text. You own the phone number. Nobody else. That relationship. Does. You own the relationship. the the one The one that doesn't fall into that is Facebook Messenger. Yes, you rely on Facebook for that, and Facebook could change their way that what they allow you to do in Messenger at any point in time and shut down all of these bots that do this. Um, but right now, those are the things you need to be looking at. How do you get more connections and just because you got them on an email list doesn't mean you also shouldn't go out and get them on an sms list and right. a messenger list you want to build all of these lists up yeah yeah and you've talked about you know your experience with bot letter and yep. there are other services like that um, that makes perfect sense so there you go those are our our predictions i think those are pretty much more predictions than wishes <laughs> Yeah, and let's let's take a look. I'll I'll jot some of these down and put a little reminder on my calendar. And here, here, then at the end of the here, year, let's take a look. Here's my wish for 2019. <laughs> okay, I wish that Cheap Trick would release a new album. They've been a lot more prolific lately in the last yes. four or five years it's, it's than a, they have it's been a good, in a while. It's a good bet. Yeah. Um, but that's, that, that's what that that's what I would wish for a new Cheap Trick album. Okay. Awesome. Um, so there, there, there you go. There, there's All Music right. Biz Weekly. Those are our predictions for 2019. Let us know yeah. what your predictions are. Yeah, I'd love to hear comments. them. So yeah. thank you to HypeBot. And thank you, Bruce. Uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Happy New Year.